Hello and welcome to the Topical City Podcast. I'm your host James and we are back. It's been a while, we took a hiatus and we vowed that uh, we would never podcast again until Harry Kane scored a goal. So obviously we had to jump straight on and hit that record button. However, I do feel like the proverbial Calvert-Lewin being left out of the squad this week as I'm looking at my two fellow podcasters sat next to each other and I didn't get the invite. Stop touching each other. <laughs> COVID's a thing. Um, so yeah, guys, Cam, Richard, nice to see you both again. How are you doing? You too. I don't remember how to do this. I know, right? And now that we're, it's weird to jump back on a podcast and be in the same room together because now it feels like even feels more like... awkward than it sometimes usually does. <laughs> it feels like we're on the one show. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you two sit so close together. I know, right? I mean, I could sit out of frame. It's just so you can see me. Are you sharing a chair? No, he's on my lap. <laughs> like a ventriloquist. Uh, yeah, laps the PG word. Really. <laughs> oh, nothing's changed, has it? Um, right, so we thought we'd uh, we'd get together for a bit of a special this time round. So it's not your uh, regular scheduled programming. It is a transfer special. Yeah, this isn't the, the start of season much. two yet. We're saving no, that no. for uh, the new season. This is our pre-season. Um, and we're not going to talk about the Auras too much because that's very saturated at the minute. We thought we'd share our views on transfers and have a bit of fun, a bit of a different format. And with that in mind, I want to start with talking a little bit about a blank check. If we can have some realistic transfers for City I want to get your opinions on it so if you could have two in and two out of the City squad let's jump straight in with a bit of fun who would you have in Richard which two players would you have in and which two players would you move out so the two players that I would have in are Erling Haaland the Manchester City fan that is Erling Haaland and the guy who's going to be out of a contract soon in Leo Messi and for the two players I'm going to have out I'm going to tell Benjamin Mendy to uh, sling his hook au revoir. And I'm going to tell Gabriel Jesus also to, your time's come, mate. It hasn't quite worked out and we'll see you later. Say goodbye in Portuguese. Goodbye in Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> right, fair enough. So so before I uh, I start questioning this, I want, to, I want to hear Cam's as well, because I think I'll have the same question for you both. Cam, who are you having in and out? Uh, I'm agreeing with the boy early, coming in a striker. Uh, and I've been seduced by the papers and uh, uh, Jack Grealish needs to, to join Man City, especially after yesterday. Jack Grealish needs to be a City player. Uh, and I'm also saying a Portuguese goodbye to Benjamin Mendy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and controversially, but also not, I wouldn't be upset to see Riyad go. Okay. So the question I have for you both is, do you think we have enough cover at left-back if you do that? Yeah, so I knew you would ask this question, and so I spent fucking ages trying to think of a left-back I, I would want Before to he puts us on the spot, let's just say he's also shit Mendy out before he starts saying Yeah, <laughs> but he's picked all right, all right. to ring yeah, well, Let's I, I get yours out of the way. Right, okay, so I, I also... I also agree with Haaland. 
he'd be my pick. Um, and I've gone a little bit left field, and I've gone Alfonso Davies at um, Bayern Munich. And the two, the two I'm shipping out are Mendy, like yourselves. And I'm going to have to eat my words a little bit because I wrote this before yesterday, but I put Sterling on the list. Uh, and it's not that he isn't a great player or doesn't have great um, output. I just, I don't know, I just can't quite take to him. I, I want I want a Zabaleta-type player that I can love, and I just can't take to Sterling the same way. I, I don't feel like he's a he's a lifer at City or anything like that. So the reason I'd picked Alfonso Davies is that he can play in a number of positions, but also he's got the pace. So if, in my mind, I was getting rid of Sterling and Mendy, bringing in Haaland and Davies, but keeping Jesus, and Jesus became a left-winger, Haaland's up top. Jesus cuts inside, and then Alfonso Davies is the pace on the wing. That was my thinking behind it. You two haven't put a left back in, so what's your thinking behind that? Do you think there's enough cover there? No, um, I would. We'd need to go into the market for another left back. Like I said, I, I was be, uh, thinking for ages about who to pick, and I really liked your pick, I, Alfonso Davies. Obviously, I really rate him, and if I'm not mistaken, he struggled to get in Munich squad this last season. So I think that is a realistic target of um, someone to bring in. Maybe I'm wrong with that, but it's just the impression that I got. I thought there might have been an issue there. So I didn't really just want to steal your two, James, Thailand <laughs> already. But um, maybe Gaia at Valencia was somebody mm-hmm. who I thought potentially could bring in. But ultimately, um, I've been reading a lot about Obviously, the news today is that Messi's contract's up basically any day. I think the Sun said it's up today, but like most other newspapers, more reputable newspapers were reporting that it's probably up on Thursday. And given that this is right. a Copper America, I can't get see that getting resolved anytime soon. Maybe I'm wrong, but so I've, I figured that I'd give Messi a shout. But yeah, ultimately, to answer your question, we would need to get some cover in there because I don't think having the Cancelo in the Danilo role of he could play left back or he could play right back. I don't think that we've got a talent pool that deep to to not need to go in the market for somebody else. Cam, do you fall asleep with that? I the only reason I didn't pick a left back was because you only gave us two options. If you'd have given us a third one, I would have picked a left back. But well, I thought I'd make it a bit difficult for you. Well, you did because I definitely wanted these two. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just did what I wanted anyway. <laughs> but I have a question about Alfonso Davies, right? Is he particularly, even if he's not playing for Bayern, he's only, what, 21, if that. Mm. And he's playing for arguably one of Europe's elite. And I know we have pulling power nowadays. But does it not still feel like there's some clubs, especially young talents, that are going to cost a shed load of money, like Alfonso Davies, that yeah. we that's not realistic for us, like, Getting players, getting Bayern's most prized asset at left back, or so that that, that doesn't feel particularly realistic to me. Is all I'm thinking. Um, I, I guess that's a fair enough opinion. I think they they've got um, Hernandez as well that can play left back, so it's not like he'd really weaken them. Uh, and is he their prized asset? You know, I'd argue maybe Kimmich would be their prized asset. I mean, um, one of, I guess, because last year he was the best left back in world football, and I don't think you're going to dump him based on one lower quality season. If he even had a lower quality season, we don't know. Um, I just think they will. It would take a lot to prize him away. If we were overthinking it as well, you'd probably say that they're getting a new manager in 
this season who probably doesn't want to lose like Cameron's as like one of their best young talents that they've got ahead of like his new campaign. So Ryan Bertrand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's a fair point. Um I, I'm not gonna lie, there was a little bit of a football manager going on. Um, but I kind of the way I filled this in was I didn't even think too much about it. I just went with what my gut said. Um, and that was one of the first names that popped into my head, just purely because it's it solved a left back problem and a pace on the left side problem. I'd definitely pick him if, if we could have anybody, 100%. Because mm-hmm. he, he's going to be well, the best left back in the world for, for years. So, Seth is uh, I'm gonna. I'm just going to put a little pin in that conversation because I will come back to that in a minute. Um, but let's move on to the next topic, which is Euros watch. So we're not going to spend too much time chatting through the Euros, but this isn't necessarily about City. Just wanted to know who's impressed you guys, you know, from the games that you have seen. If you were playing a better football manager, who would you be sending your scouts out to have a look at? Is anyone in particular? I've watched one game of the Euros and 15 minutes of another. (laughs) Sorry, I watched half a game yesterday because I was in work and I watched 15 minutes of some Switzerland game. Um, So Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, on 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 the uh, the joint um, document we have, you've put Harry Maguire, Jordan Henderson, and Ronaldo. So yeah, so I was going to say I've been somebody's provided me with three people who I've been watching. <laughs> um, I also put you motherfuckers as well. I don't know if you've heard of that player, um, but I'll fight to, I'll fight to my death what I've apparently said. Uh, Harry Maguire had a good game yesterday, right? <laughs> <laughs> We, we might be getting rid of Iron Rick Laporte. So maybe. Uh, yeah, Jordan Anderson look, looked alive in the five minutes he played yesterday. Fernandinho signed a new contract, but, you know, young Jordan Anderson, maybe he's one for the future. Sorry, uh, mate, that wasn't Jordan Anderson. That was the other Henderson that plays in that. Oh, okay. Um, I'll play Jordan Anderson <laughs> in that instead. I've, I, I've taken this to be Jordan, so it's fine. Uh, and then obviously Cristiano Ronaldo, or is it the the Brazilian Ronaldo who's retired? Just to just to clarify, I, I mean Richard put these in, so ask Richard. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Quite right. frankly, I, um, that accusation is out of order. Ronaldo's contract's up, but he's he's a good player, and it'd be funny if he signed for us. So those are my three my three picks for on, players to sign from the Euros. So Bail I actually have watched a few, uh, a few Euros games. Um, I think guess the first one to get out of the way would be Jordan Pickford. Um, since England played yesterday when we recorded this, I thought he was immense. Like I don't rate him very highly for England at all. I'm pretty sure on this podcast a couple of times I've called him like, he looks like a bit of a marionette puppet, the way that he moves around and just completely lashes at the ball when he's trying to um, get it upfield. So I've never rated him really highly and I just thought that he's had a fantastic tournament so far, like some proper saves against Germany that really kept us in it. Like we could have been 1-0 down quite early on. They could have, um, was it in the start of the second half, the Havertz shot that he just parried? Well, that was I know it was right down the middle, but that was going super, super quick at him. And you could tell that re- proper like quick goalkeeper reflexes to just put his palm up get the ball over the bar. So he's impressed me a lot. I'd say Dumfries as well 
for the Netherlands. I th- think feel like for a guy who plays for PSV Eindhoven um, and is 25 years old, and I'd never even heard of him before this tournament. I think he's had a great time. We don't need any more right back. <laughs> who are we, Gareth Southgate? <laughs> this isn't part of the transfers thing, by the way. This is just somebody who's impressed me. But speaking of potential transfers, the third one would be Romelu Lukaku at Inter. Uh, again, he's just been fantastic for Inter this season or last season and then for Belgium at the Euros. So those three would be the ones that I'd go out of my way to say that I think that they've been really good. I can't argue with any of those. There's something about Pickford, isn't there, that when he puts on an England shirt, he's like a different guy compared to him in the domestic season. I don't know if it's a confidence thing or he just loves playing for his country, but he, he really does step it up, doesn't he? Well, we'll see if <clears> the <throat> fat Spanish waiter can get the best out of him, eh? <laughs> if he lasts that longer. Um, and, and Lukaku, to be fair as well, I, this is very reactionary, um, but he's creeping to the top of my list for what striker I'd like at City. Well, he's we... really impressed me. We all said Haaland, didn't we, as a player to bring in and no one said Kane. And then obviously Kane couldn't have impressed anybody like less at this tournament so far. I know he got the goal yesterday, but pretty much put on a platter for him with that Grealish cross. Uh, never mind, eh? I'm sure we'll get him well, for 175 yeah. million. <laughs> we we will get on to Kane, don't you worry? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Lukaku... He just seems more of an all-round player to me. And maybe not with the assists that Kane has, but just the, the pace, the power, his relationship with the Bruyne's really good. But I don't know if we should sign him based on that alone with the fact that the Bruyne's 30 now. And do you know what I mean? It's not building for the future. That's kind of a, a right now signing. Um, if you're just looking at that relationship with those two. I don't know, there's something about him that just excites me a little bit more than Kane, but we will we will get on to Kane. Uh, and Haaland pipped him to the top of my list purely for his age and that there's a higher ceiling there, I think. Um, so I jotted three names down as well. Uh, one's more of just a little shout-out, and that's uh, Isaac for Sweden. Um, he does look quite raw still. Is the he the young striker. player? Yeah, yeah, so he's the, he's the lanky striker. Um, so I think he got an assist last night. Um, he does look raw, but he looks pretty good with the ball to his feet and he seems to have a bit about him for such a young lad. And obviously he's replacing Zlatan as the, the figurehead up top for Sweden, their big shoes to fill. Um, I don't know, just, just quite like the look of him. Um, but the two for me are really uh, Robin Gusens for Germany, not based on yesterday, obviously. Um, but he looks electric. Uh, he plays for Atalanta, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's more of like a left wing back. And I don't know if I've been slightly skewed by thinking that's the area in the squad where we can still improve, you know, our city. Um, and just being excited by such a marauding left wing back like that. Because it almost reminds me a bit of what Mendy was like before we got him. Um, and then... Uh, Saka as well for England. Now, I said I'd put a pin in the Alfonso Davies chat because I feel like Saka could almost fill a similar role if we were to bring him in. 
Uh, he does, like, he does somehow, it kind of feels a bit wasted when Arteta plays him at left back, though. Like, he's always better when he's up front. Yeah, I, t- I take that point. And I think the fact that he can play in a number of positions will work for him in some cases. And then, obviously, uh, yeah, his detriment in the same way that it is for James Milner. Um, but it's it would be another option there. Plus, you could move him around and in the way that Pep likes to tinker, you could see him play several positions within a game. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just really like the look of Saka. Um, gave me shades of a young Sterling as well coming through at Liverpool in that he just seemed really fearless. People didn't really know how to deal with him. His pace, he's cutting inside. And even Sterling, like, he didn't he play a couple of games at like right wing back for Liverpool? Um, so he kind of played a few different positions before he... Even now, really, he still plays a few different positions I don't know, Saka's just impressed me and the fact that he started yesterday when you've got Mount, Grealish, Foden, Sancho all sat on the bench. Do you think he had a good game yesterday? I think he had a very good first half. I don't think they knew how to deal with him and maybe that's because they didn't expect him to play or maybe because he is a bit of an unknown quantity at this point. But I thought him and Sterling really caused some problems. Um... Yeah, he really impressed me, to be fair. And he, he felt like a bit of a live wire that maybe I would have thought the likes of Foden would have done a bit more. Um, you know, when Foden has played, it's felt like the game's passed him by a little bit. Maybe that's down to tactics and it's a Southgate thing. But yeah, did he impress you? I think he had a good 10 minutes um, in the game against Germany. Like, there was definitely a spell there after they dominated, like, the first 15 and then... It felt like Saka really brought us into the game, like taking them on. But I don't think he was as impressive as he was against Czech Republic. And I actually think that it's probably likely that he gets dropped for the game against Ukraine. But he has impressed me at Arsenal as well. Um, And he definitely isn't a player I I wouldn't mind having him at City for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, he's showing his potential now. And He's still really young, so the fact that he can have an influence on a game like that, arguably England's biggest game in a long time, I think says something about him. And he doesn't seem to be phased by anything. I think he had Rudiger on toast for a good while. Um, I'd, I'd snap him off. I could. Anything else about the Auras before we move on? It's coming on. I think we should just still think about Harry Maguire. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you to do that. Right, so let's go on to the actual transfer rumours that are going on. So I've picked three that have rumoured to be leaving, or well, two that have been rumoured to coming in, really. So we'll start with the outgoings. Obviously, things change daily with this, and especially recording this the day after the England game puts a whole different spin on this. But this has been an ongoing thing over the summer so far and based on the season he's had let's chat a bit about Sterling there's been links to him or links for him moving on he's got two years left on his contract he's sacked his agent the talks have been paused supposedly according to City Twitter today that they're now going to start looking at that contract again City feel comfortable about it all seems a bit convenient the day after he had a great game for England that that news comes out. Um, but what do you think about Sterling, Richard? Do, do you want him to stay? To be fair, I think they've 
the talk has been that City were always going to offer Sterling a new contract and that was going to be after the Euros. Um, I think Sterling sacking his agent and wanting to deal with that himself screams of like Kevin De Bruyne and him really yeah. not wanting a way. Like if, if you want a way, then you kind of need an agent who can, you know, put your name out there and get that done unless you're comfortable having that conversation with another club directly. But um, I'd probably put that back to you, actually, James, because when you were saying before about not liking him as a player because he's not like Pablo Zabaleta, is there not, does, could the same not be said for a lot of City players? Like why particularly Sterling? So maybe I didn't explain that the best way before. Um, he's he's a really good player, and his output for us over the last few years has been incredible. And the fact that Pep trusts him so so much, you know, Pep obviously knows a lot more than me. Um, I'm basing this purely on, and I know this is the wrong thing because the most important thing is scoring goals, winning games. My feeling when I see Sterling in the lineup or when Sterling picks up the ball. I don't get excited. I think I've said this on a podcast before. When Foden picks the ball up or Kev picks the ball up or Aguero, you know, obviously before he moved on, picked the ball up, it was my heart started pumping. You know, I was on the edge of my seat. And with Sterling, I think he's, for all the good he's done, I feel like he's let us down a fair bit as well in terms of his finishing. And he's clearly a very talented player. I don't know if I'm just playing a bit of football manager in my head that, if we've got to move this squad around somehow, I'd be willing to let him go for the right fee. If it, like For example, Cam, you said you're really keen on getting Grealish through the door. If the only way that happens... So say, say you got your wish, or we got Haaland and Grealish, but that meant that Sterling had to leave, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't. I've said it really? for weeks and weeks. We should. There's no way we should get rid of Raheem Sterling. It's, yeah, he had a bad second half of the season. Before that, he got what was it, like 20 goal involvements before the halfway point, something like that. Um, he's always like, he's always had his off-the-boil moments. And to be honest, the, the news of seeing him as in like a, of a make weight in a, in a big transfer is the most disrespectful thing. Yeah, I agree I've ever seen. Uh, he, If he's going to transfer, he deserves his own transfer. But there's no, he's so technically gifted when he's got the confidence to back it up. You can't stop him. He's unplayable once he's when he's got that confidence. And this is why I said in the previous bit that I wouldn't be just to explain myself before um, the I get torn to shreds. The reason I said I wouldn't mind seeing Mares go rather than <laughs> Sterling is his age. Obviously, he's 31 now. Um, if you're going to get any money for him, it's going to be around now. Um, but also, if he goes and we get Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish can play the left. Good old tapping Sterling could go back on the right, and we can maybe get some of that Sade Sterling action on that we <laughs> all loved so much back in the day. I just think he's. We were at our best when he was playing, cutting in on, and on that back post when Sade was on the left, rather than him being on the left. He's always been better on the right, um, and. He doesn't seem he, to think so, does he? He prefers no, he to laugh by all accounts. I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> but if he if he if he's gonna go, we need to get an absolute shed. I'm talking like Kane money for him. 
So yeah. this is where like the, the realism sort of part comes into it because contract wise, he's got two years left. City need to sign him down to a new deal now and as soon as possible, because if he isn't going in this transfer window, we're not going to get his actual value, a like proper valuation. He, it, that's going to go down because he's only got a year left. Nobody really wants that. If, if Sterling wants the opportunity someday to go to like a Madrid or something like that, which I've always kind of assumed might be his sort of end goal, then they can put a, a selling price in his new contracts that he negotiates himself. And that's fine. At least then we'll get like a proper valuation for him. With Mares, I don't see Mares going just because he's proposed to his. Um, I don't see it. I, I just need yeah, yeah. if I was gonna get one out. Yeah. Even yeah. though he's just had his best season, now is where you're gonna get his best value out of him if you are gonna sell him. And like I say, we're getting hopefully a load of attackers in. And if you're gonna ship, you're gonna have to ship somebody out. We all know that. If you're gonna, it might be a Bernardo, as you're gonna say in a minute, but shake um, move. You're gonna have to move somebody out. Um, I just think. It, it shouldn't be Sterling. It just shouldn't. He'll, he'll pick up again. He always does. And it's so, so good to see him shutting people up over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. He's clearly like said to himself, hasn't he? Like, this is my fucking tournament and I'm going to take the ball yeah. by the arms here and I'm going to be the guy. And to score like three goals in four games and a lot of those times it being either the, the first goal or the only goal and being the winning mm-hmm. goal, like... It, so impressive of him coming off of off a poor season, well, poor latter half of the season for City at least. So he's been a game changer, hasn't he? And mm-hmm. he's a he's he's a bit of a an I can't even say this word an anomaly, um, because you for for the major faults that he has, you wouldn't think he'd be able to score those crucial goals because really his biggest flaw is his finishing. And we've said it a hundred times before. It's when he has to think about it, isn't it? Um, but you know, we've kind of skirted over. We don't. We don't think he'll go anywhere. I think I'd put money on him signing a new contract. And the biggest reason for that is the outside market. Yeah. The, where Where else is he going to go? Uh, like you say, something could be put in the contract that if if a if a certain club came knocking. I don't really see that either, but I, I may, maybe that's part of his negotiation. Well, you um, said Pep, Pep loves him. So yeah, he's, only, he's only going to go if he wants to go anywhere. And I don't know why he would. Like, I don't think well, I could think his disrespect. <laughs> um, well, but, do you know what? There's, there's several reasons why he might want to go. So all the shit he's got in the British press over the last few years, he might just want to go somewhere and not have to face that as much. That's, that's the first point. Secondly, he's played in England his whole life. He might have ambitions to play in another country. Um, and thirdly, he might want to go somewhere and be the absolute top dog like he's feeling for England. You know, he can do that for England this summer and he comes back and he's got to prove himself week in, week out at City again because as soon as he's not, someone's breathing down his neck again. You know, I know the likes of Barca, Madrid, etc. aren't in a position really to be signing a Galactico financially. And they're in a bit of a mess in terms of they're not dominating their leagues at the minute. So you could you could sort of ask the question of where would Sterling want to go? Where is he going to get you know that sort of love, that sort of success? And I think that's why all roads lead back to City. It those uh, those three reasons you gave, okay, I'd be very wary if I was him, uh, especially in terms of respect. 
because that was very much a Gareth Bale situation. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I know he won a shitload of trophies in Madrid, but I don't know if there's maybe Sterling's the only player whose who's talent to disrespect ratio is is higher than Gareth Bale's because Jesus Christ, he does does he half not get disrespected? Mm-hmm. So maybe have a think about what happened to Gareth Bale before you you start looking to greener pastures. Maybe. Well, there's plenty of well, look at Beckham. Beckham made a success out of it, didn't he? Michael Owen, Jonathan Woodgate, massive Jonathan. successes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same level of talent now. Um, all right, so last question on Sterling. Do you think he's changed as a player? Yeah, you said before um, his finishing's always been his weakest, but there was a point where his finishing was, especially even before the first half of the season, his finishing was on point. I think his dribbling's gone worse. Yeah, it, it was a bit odd. He, he had the balls to take on um, Germany, like trying trying to do a sacker <laughs> and like actually take them on. And I was it confused me a little bit because it feels like we haven't seen Sterling do that in so so long. Like he's always mm-hmm. just looking to avoid taking people on cut inside and get a shot away. Um, I think his if you judging off of his last few England games, his shooting's been brilliant. I don't think it was probably that one chance early in the Czech Republic game was it where he hit the post yeah or it just or it shot just wide in the opening minutes Croatia game yeah one of them anyway um uh, I don't know if he's if he's changed that much the biggest change that I'd point out is his just his position and how he's used like we've said already cut by being on the right hand side feels like his best position it was his best position yesterday when they brought on Grealish and he moved over to the right and he can cut in on the left and shoot. But I think that that's one of the things that was a massive disservice to him last season at City. He was doing it all the time and it felt like everybody knew that that was coming. And so it was just a lot easier for all the right backs to just, and to just shut him down. Again, it was like Mares, like the season before last, all he did was cut inside and shoot. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like they swapped. Um, that, that's why imagine that front three from England yesterday mm. front for City in that configuration of Grealish Kane still in on the right so and I know that was I said that was my last question I'm going to have a, a point B to no, move on and I'm, 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 I'm I have an answer to this and I want to see if you both think the same um, what's his greatest attribute now not historically the current player Raheem Sterling now what is his greatest attribute? Tappins. So positioning, I guess, is a is a better way of uh, being in the. But that was his best attribute really? was positioning. I mean, then it's he, probably finishing. Yeah, then he's then he, and it was dribbling at one point, and now I'd say it's probably his his shot accuracy is that and right now that seems to actually be where it's at. And it, and if he does continue like this, we've we've said on this podcast before, and you said earlier, James, that like when he gets on the ball, he doesn't excite you. If he's starting taking people on again and dribbling, his shots improving, his positioning's great. If Kane didn't get that goal yesterday, Sterling was at the back post ready to do it, and he looked on side as well. It, it sounds like maybe his best attribute is all three of those things. Heading. Okay. So heading. His best attribute is heading. Check on. Yeah. You kind you kind of got to where I was thinking. So I, I would have thought if you asked the majority of football fans over the last few years, they'd have said his pace and his dribbling or his greatest attributes. I think his movement is his best attribute now. 
Yeah. Off the and, ball. It, and, yeah, as in naturally getting into the right spaces. Um, something that when we look at the City squad, I think the most, or arguably the most natural player for that is Torres. Joe, he's, he's popped up with the amount of goals he has last season. And it's because yeah. his position, he just had that, that sense, that sniff that Pep goes on about in the same way that Aguero did. And I'm not saying it to the same level. I'm seeing that change in Sterling now. And may, maybe that leads to more goals again next season. And it's, it feels like a bit of a maturity for me. Um, but yeah. I'm confident that he will have a good season, at least start the season well. I'll be upset if he goes. And I'll be specifically upset if he's a makeway or we get a really low amount for him because he does have the potential to be one of the best. I think he'll have a great start to the season for Nuno Espirito Santo's Spurs side. <laughs> <laughs> right. On that note, let's move on. Um, this is going to be a heart wrencher, I think. Uh, Bernardo, quick Which, answer. Which, by the way, I'm, yeah. I'm never calling anybody my favourite player again. Because every fucking time I do, it just comes out that they're desperate to fucking leave and go somewhere else. I'm heartbroken. It's horrible. Right, so... I don't want to fathom it. I, I can't... Can we skip it? No, so I'm going to be quick with this one because we've gone into Sterling quite detailed there. So three quick questions, three quick answers from each of you. I'm going to ask, do you want him to stay? Yes. What What's his value? And where's he likely to go? Nowhere. <laughs> Um, yes, I want him to stay. His market value is at least twice what we paid for him, which he would value at around 80, 85 million. Do you think though? Because like, like we always say, what he brings to the team is work ethic and commitment. And, and you notice when he's not there, but he's that invisible position at the minute where you know he said he's not there rather than when he is there. Will other clubs look at him and see him as an £80 million player? Yes, because I think he can play on the wing and he can play as more of an attacking player, whereas lately for City, he's been more of a central midfielder that we're using him for his quote-unquote industry and just getting about all over the pitch. Um, I reckon that he could rock up at any of the best clubs in the world and easily slot himself in as being one of their top three players. Um, but, you know, market values entirely dependent on the situation, isn't it? How long he's got left on his contracts, which for him is a lot. But is he happy at the club? Who can go in for him? Where could he go? F- fuck knows. Like, can, as any, no one's got that kind of money that we're talking about there. So immediately you, you, you're saying that if City were comfortable selling him for what we bought him for, then I'd say that that opens up innumerable opportunities for him. Because anybody would be lucky to have a player like that in the squad. And anybody should be looking to spend 40 or 50 million on a, on a player like Bernardo Silva. But obviously, I don't want that to happen. He needs to stop moaning. None of us like the rain. But we're still here. <laughs> we're, not, fair, we're not moving. It, it's not like it, he's never moaned like that we know of like publicly. I was it, saying it to me the other day. It, <laughs> It's just come out like through the press and like eventually like if a player isn't happy and they're trying to force a move, there's ways of doing that. But it's it doesn't sound like he's ever gone to the press and like even the way that Foden did when Foden wasn't getting in the squad at the beginning of the season or like Sterling has at times. So, yeah. Um, can we not just pay for a better therapist for him? I've never wanted rumours to be true, Les. Like, <laughs> like, 
I want him to be the next David Silva, the next Sergio Aguero, like stay till forever. Like do a Fernandinho and just keep signing a one year deal when you turn 36. Like so, I would I, after after my impassionate defense of Sterling, I would rather <laughs> see him go before Bernardo went. So you kind of lead me on to my next question here. So I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but if you separate the person from the player, and I know that's difficult for you to do, especially Cam. And this is kind of the flip on what I was saying about Sterling, that I love Bernardo in spite of his lack of output, let's say, in terms of goals and assists, whereas I don't have that same love for Sterling, even though historically he's done that more consistently. I so I see them as the like kind of... Oh. I would say it's the opposite in that you would have to separate the person because I like it because of the player that he is. Oh, I don't care about his Brunardo antics or, or anything like that. I particularly just love the way he fits into the side and, and his industry more than anything. Right, okay. Whereas, he, maybe he, isn't a, he isn't a stat padder um, in terms of like getting the goals and getting the assists, but I'd say his output is massive. Without him running the show in the centre of the midfield, providing that pace... He's so versatile in what he could do in, in his positioning. He can play the false nine. He can be a winger. He can be a central midfielder. He can be a number eight. He can do all of those things. I think his output has been brilliant. He, he had a difficult season, not this season, but the last. Um, but overall, I'd say he's been a solid eight out of 10 minimum in, in his time at City. So just to be clear, I'm playing devil's advocate in this position. It's not necessarily my view. No, we've no you me. hate Bernardo Silva. We know. Like, we get over the role of Suppose like Cruella de the villain. Bernardo's yeah. skin, yeah. <laughs> so in, in this in this role that I've chosen to take, if you if I define output as goals and assists, do you have the same argument? Because not every player has to just hang on, hang on. Because arguably if we want Bernardo in the team for his work rate, his legs, his industry, the fact that he doesn't stop, you could find 10 of them knocking around. Well, 10 own. of them that are good enough to, to do it as, as well. Um, well, about this, think of it this way. The balance of that midfield, when you're playing our best midfielders, maybe if you don't include Kevin, when you say last season for that period of time where we were unbeaten, our midfield was Gundogan, Bernardo, Rodri or Fernandinho. If you don't have Bernardo doing the, the busy work in that midfield, Gundogan doesn't have the license to go forward, have the license to get as many goals as he got. Even if you replace Gundogan with De Bruyne, um, his industry of work and, and all that and, and buzzing around allows Kevin De Bruyne to get in the positions that he gets into to, to get the assist and the goals. Right. That he gets. So, so you're, hitting, you're hitting on my point here. So... By the reason I phrase this question this way is, think about it from Bernardo's point of view. He's starting right winger for Portugal. He had that amazing season for us. He loves to attack. He's a very creative player. He was dubbed the next David Silva. And he's effectively the guy that runs around and keeps everything ticking over so that Kevin De Bruyne can run the show in this team at the minute. Great for us. We love him. But for him, you could understand why he'd want to move on. To be that, you know what what he was promised. It's all the more reason to shit Mara's out there, isn't it? Because then him and Sterling can fight over the right wing. Because when we when we look at it, when you really think about it, with the season that Gundo had, 
and obviously Kevin De Bruyne. They're probably the starting two midfielders with Rodri behind. So Bernardo, if he is going to play, is probably going to play further up. He, I mean, if, it probably is one of the reasons that he probably thinks that he's got a position that's best for him and he can't get that at City because of the talent that's in the squad. But don't sign a, as big a contract as you have then. Like, at the end of the day, if he's not going to get the, a, a club coming in for him for the valuation that we think he's valued at, then he's stuck. Plus, it's hard to feel that sorry for him when Alexander Zinchenko's been playing left-back for three years <laughs> without complaint. Yeah. Well, he takes different personalities, doesn't it? Um, f- for me, I really love him. Like, he feel I worry when he's not in the starting lineup, especially in that midfield position, not so much of the right wing. Um, I don't love the attributes on the right wing as much if you're thinking of pace or trickery and he's got he's got the, the footwork but really out of the, the the players that we could get some serious money for i feel like he's the most likely to go and i don't want it to happen but i agree with you Jay's, you, you could say jesus but we're so limited up front that there's more chance of him sticking around i think mm, yeah i'd rather have the lap there now but whatever. well my my hot take next season is that um, Torres will be striker or one of the strikers rather not the starting striker um, I'd like that yeah to facilitate the number of wingers we currently have and if it's the belief that Jesus is better on the left then I could see Torres taking up that backup striker position because he it feels like that would suit him more Jesus more suited on the left anyway that's a topic for another podcast Lastly, on the outgoings, um, Laporte. So um, I'll ask the same three questions really quickly to both of you. I'll start with you, Cam. Do you want him to stay? What's he worth and where could he go? Yeah, I want him to stay. Because having three, I struggle to say world-class, but three very tip-top quality centre-backs They definitely invaluable. Um, all right, I'll fucking say world class. What, what do I care? Yeah, <laughs> having three world class centre backs is is completely invaluable. Um, I can see why he'd want to go if he's not even second choice uh, compared to Stones. Um, I think you struggled to get anything for a centre back in historically, but now they are getting up there. I, I think you'd get a fair amount for him. I don't think we'd get, I think we'd probably get what we paid for him. But again, it's like, but I think he could go anywhere and improve any defence. I, I don't think there's a, a club in the world where he wouldn't slot immediately into centre-back. Um, Man City. <laughs> all right. There's one club in the world that he wouldn't immediately slot into centre-back. France. But I, I don't want him to go. Um, he's, 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 for me, he's on par with Stones. I prefer it to start sometimes uh, and I kind of like Diaz on, on the right as well and when Stones plays Diaz can't play the right um, but I, I prefer to have three world-class centre-backs and I'd prefer to just rotate more so they're all happy but maybe he just wants to play every game Richard same questions yeah, I want him to stay, um, mainly for selfish reasons of I can't be asked putting up with another transfer saga for who we'd replace him with, because we're not just going into the season with three centre-backs. 
Um, his market value, I'd say it's probably the same as what it was when we bought him because I, f- I felt like we paid over the odds for him because we needed um, another player there. What was it for about 60 million pounds or euros, something yeah. like that. So probably it's probably exactly the same. Um, where could he go again? Same problem as with Sterling and Bernardo. Where, who's got that cash and who's willing to sort of pay that at the moment? Which I think leads on to your next question. What do you mean Barcelona are going to give us Sergio Roberto for him? Jesus Christ. Barcelona are going to give him to... back Eric Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the next question I put was, in what scenario would you let him go? And the reason I ask that is Pep's got this philosophy of um, no sad faces. So he doesn't want anyone to disrupt the squad. He sees the, the overall equilibrium shall I say, of the squad to be more important than shit that player's unhappy, so we need to keep him sweet. So Laporte has got four for throwing his toys out the pram a little bit and having the odd interview where he kind of alludes to not being so happy. That goes against that sort of philosophy. So well, I've had a couple, see... haven't we? Like, like Foden's done it, Sterling's done it, like... The, the difference I've seen with it, and correct me if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong here, they were all leaks via their parties as such, whereas Laporte did actual interviews. And I think leaks has, has heavy quotations around it. Yeah, and I did, sorry, I know yeah. this is odd, I did put quotation marks up there. Um, Laporte literally sat next to Guardiola in a press conference right before a game and said that he wouldn't mind leaving or something like or something along those lines. <laughs> I think he's, so, he's heavily impacted by the fact that Deschamps once said he's a loner and people attribute that to him for yeah. every single aspect of his personality. And it's like, well, you know, if I had a, a fun job where I was playing football and I wasn't getting to play football, yeah, I would, I'd be a bit annoyed. But, it, but still, like, I'd be, I'd be allowed to express my opinion. I, I think, all right. He's surrounded there's... by immature footballers all the live long day. I'd probably be pretty pissed off and alone or two. As you know. <laughs> uh, I think just... the, only, the only way we should ever let him go is if we can get somebody equal to his ability for less. And I don't think you can. I don't think that's part. The only one I can think of, and I'll, I'll die before I let it happen, is getting Sergio Ramos in. <laughs> Uh, that's the only really way I can figure that's worth it. Well, the guy that supposedly we'd be linked to is Pau Torres, who's his defensive partner in Spain, who's got a release clause, I think. So Apparently he's been shopping. I, I haven't watched the Euros, but... but when so is Harry Kane. So is well, Harry Kane. You can't, you, can't, yeah, but you can't judge him off a Euros competition, I don't think. Especially with a brand new coach. Especially like for Spain, they've got a brand new coach come in. They've been... Delayed due to COVID, he's got a brand new defensive partner there in Laporte who's not really played much of the Spanish team, or Eric Garcia. Like, I, I can't I can't judge Baltares based on such few he's games. He's going to cost us the same amount that we'd sell Laporte for, though. And the, the only way that that is worth it is if Laporte is so upset that he, he just it's irre- irreconcilable. We're not going to get a swap deal with Villarreal, are we? Either for Pau Torres, like I'd let him go if if Barcelona can't afford him now, but they said we'll pay you 
like 65 million um, over two years, like one payment at the end of this season and another payment like a season after, I'd just do it. And but then, then, then you're down to the three yeah. centre-backs. Oh, and then get Torres on, in on a release clause or whatever. I, I think James is a point about no more sad faces and stuff like that is it's a good one because even though Sterling and um, Foden might have done that before, Laporte was like left out of the squad and then pretty much like exiled from the first team for like weeks. Was it couldn't even get in the lineup for the Cheltenham game, if I remember rightly. So, yeah, yeah but I'd, if he wants out that badly, he's one where I feel like we've got enough cover. And then if we could bring someone else in and, and get them to pick up the ropes and have Stones and Diaz as the main partnership again for the first part of the season, then fair play. If he wants out that badly, I agree with you, but I don't believe that he wants out that badly. I don't believe he's there okay. ruining the mood. I, I guess think in my mind, time. it's just not that he wants out that badly as well. It's that Pep might also be up mm. for letting him go. Yeah. You do feel and that I a bit more with we- him. We can only speculate, can't we? And that's the end of part one of our transfer podcast. Keep your ears peeled for part two in the next few days. Sanji, bye. Oh, well. Sanji, bye.